Hello? Who is this? It's Zakia. Who do you think it is? We have to introduce our next guest. Hang up. Oh, okay. Hello, and welcome back to Kinder Guys Podcast. We are your co-hosts. I am Xanthi, alongside here with my wonderful ninth grader niece, Zakia. If this is your first time with us, our goal at Kinder Guys is to create a space for kids to explore horror through fun, inspiring, and meaningful dialogue. We exist to help the younger generation to embrace themselves for being different, break the stigma that horror isn't for kids, and to make a positive impact on the horror community at large. For today's guest, we have a 13-year-old Nyla Mondesir who chose the Black Phone. She's an 8th grader who is very well-spoken and very outgoing, and she is also the president of her middle school. I feel like she's a great role model. Um, It's a very thoughtful discussion on sensitive subjects like child abuse, bullying in schools today, kidnappers, the horror genre, and whether or not the ratings are accurate because the black phone is rated R. And so it was a little bit of a controversial choice (laughs) that she's the first guest who has ever chosen a rated R film. But I'm glad she did because... I learned a lot from what she had to say about this film. Yeah, I completely agree. She was very well-spoken. She knew her ground. She never really stuttered. She knew what to say. Um, Maybe that's why she got elected, not elected, but she got chosen for president because she's such an intelligent young woman and I really admire her and I think she can inspire so many more people in the future. Yeah, and uh, the Black Phone is very popular this year, uh, deservedly so. It's actually, at the time that we're recording this, it's announced that it's going to be one of the haunted houses at Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. I know you haven't gone, but like, how do you feel about Horror Nights and like... Uh, I would have probably went last year, but like, the tickets are just so expensive, you know? I just want to go with my friends, so that's what I think about it. But I think maybe like when you're like, maybe 12 or something, that'd be a good, okay time. I don't know if it's 12 or 13 that you're allowed to go. Because I think if you're under a certain age, you're not allowed to go to Horror Nights. I think when you're 13, you're allowed to go, but I think you need an adult there with you. Yeah. I just wanted to mention a little bit of like educational stuff. Um, if you're in the UK, Miskatonic Institute of Horror Studies in London is having two classes that are relevant for our listeners. Because on October 26th, Instructor Robert D is giving a lecture on child abduction in the horror film. We're going to be exploring the grabber of the black phone, as well as Pennywise the Clown, Rose the Hat, and some of the repeated structures that happen in these kind of child abduction movies. And on December 13, Dr. Catherine Lester is covering Watership Down, which is known as one of the most frightening children's horror films. I hope we can cover on the podcast someday if, if somebody chooses it. But for you, have you any knowledge of like this book or film? Have they been mentioned in school yet? Um, No, not at all. It was just like literally the first time that I've heard of it. That's interesting, though. It was one of my favorite books growing up. And the, the animated film is kind of intense, even though it's a story about rabbits. It's super intense. So I would actually recommend it. Oh, <laughs> Maybe we can do it sometime in our podcast, but yeah. So thank you guys uh, for listening to our little intro. I'll see you soon.
have entered Kindergeist, a horror podcast for kids and ghouls. <laughs> my name is Nyla. I'm 13. I'm president, student body president of my middle school. And right now I I act and I'm getting back into modeling. That's great. Do you want to tell us anything about your modeling and how does it work? Uh, well, I usually model when I was like smaller, maybe like four to six. Um, but I really liked it. It was easier for me when I was smaller because I was a little bit more expressive and open when I was little. But I'm trying to get back into being comfortable in front of the camera again. And like, what about your acting career? How is that? Oh, I love acting. I love acting. Um, I really like portraying a different character. It's really fun for me. I've been doing it since I was like four. It's just become a part of me, honestly. And I hope to continue to do it. Yeah. When did you like find out that acting was your thing? I got to do um, a short film with my mom. She played my mom. And it was a film called Jax. My mom wrote and directed the film. And she got to act alongside me, which is really fun. But I realized that I liked it. I kind of got to tell a story through another character, which was really fun for me. And I also liked working with um, other kids. I wanted to jump in and say that, uh, yeah, I saw Jax when your mom sent it to me a while ago. And it's like so sweet and like so emotional. And I just love the chemistry too that you two had together. Thank you. Um, yeah. And um, on that note, like you being a um, young professional, what kind of relationship do you like with your directors? Well, from my experience, the communication is great. <laughs> so I like being on set where everybody's kind of like communicating. Everybody's in my cohorts. We all know what's happening. So that's what I've liked from my experience that um, everybody's kind of on the same page. And how did you get into like horror? Like, why do you like it? I had a hard time with horror when I was smaller. I I watched Chucky and I had a big bin of dolls and I watched Chucky and I threw all of them away. Like I, I could not, all my dolls in the trash can. I got better eventually. I mean, I'm still not all the way there. Like sometimes after a scary movie, I got to sleep with my light on. <laughs> but um, I was definitely way worse when I was smaller. I could not... I would have nightmares about horror movies for like weeks, but I really like horror now. Um, I like the realness of horror, but sometimes it's it's a little bit too real. Have you ever um, tried to revisit Chucky since then? Or is it kind of a thing you're kind of like, uh, uh-uh. I can't go back in a way. It traumatized you. Mm-hmm. I think it's really funny now, but it's still kind of scary to me. We can get on to the Black Phone. So it's based on a short story written by Joe Hill. Um, the film is directed by Scott Derrickson, who also co-wrote the script with um, C. Robert Fairdale. I just wanted to ask why you chose this movie specifically, because it's like a rated R movie. And like we've never had a guest that would pick a rated R movie, especially who's like 13. Well, I like the Black Phone. Well, I watched it with with my family. Like I watched it with my mom and my siblings. So I like the Black Phone because of how real it is. Like it can actually happen. That's what scares me about horror films is like this can actually happen. 
So I really like the black phone because especially now with all like the abductions, it kind of like installs fear, like not only in children, but also in parents. Like, I don't want that to happen to my kid. Like, I'm not going to let my kid just walk around anymore. And I also like like the story, the the plot, how he escaped. It was it was just really, really cool movie. And I like all the um, outfits the wardrobe. I think it's it really fits into the the time frame. Um so speaking of like the time frame and uh the clothing, how do you feel about like the 70s time period for like this particular movie? I think I like it in the in the 70s. I like the the time, everything that's happening, but what really got me was the the bullies, the bullies in the movie and the fights um because I don't think that's like looked at a lot like how when when Robin went missing the bullies kind of came back for him instead of like processing that this person just went missing instead they just thought about beating beating him up again so I really like um how in the beginning Robin won the fight and then once he left they couldn't do anything what do you think this film speaks to you about like how do you see this in your perspective I've always been scared of any type of vans I think that's like kind of think that's like a stereotypical thing because obviously not all vans are filled with kidnapping people, but right. definitely need to always be like cautious of your surroundings and definitely pick up with the signs because people, his friends were going missing and he still was walking around by himself. So I thought that was <laughs> still walking around by himself. If my friends were going missing, I would be like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna stay in the house. But uh, definitely to be 100% careful of your surroundings and always check for anything. Right. Because like personally with kidnapping, I feel like they've gone more strategic over the years. Like, you know how before it would be like my aunt gave me an example before saying like, oh, they would just give you candy and then like kidnap you. But now they're like thinking of ways to like kidnap women specifically. Like mm-hmm. going house like following them to their car you know things like that so do you have like any fear of kidnapping and like do you think that they have been 100 like me as a young woman now walking down the street by myself I'm always like cautious of what's happening around me I'm always looking back checking I always have my location shared with my mom just because it's like a fear of mine especially because of movies like this like and knowing that it, this stuff actually happens, you just always have to be cautious and always checking. So I definitely think it's a fear of mine still. I'm wondering, especially because you as a 13 year old choosing this rated R film, but it seems to speak specifically to teenagers. And I'm wondering in your perspective, like, why do you feel that is? Because I feel like these days we're less cautious where I think it's the phones. It's the phones. We're walking down the street. We're on our phone. We're not paying attention. Anything can happen, honestly. Um, it's not just kidnapping. Like, walking across the street on your phone, you get hit by a car. It's like, we have so many distractions. And the kid in the movie, Finn, he wasn't even distracted. He was, he was just being nice. I think that it's targeted to teens because we have kind of been more lenient like we're not as cautious anymore because, oh, I'm I'm 13. I think I'm big and I'm bad. But if somebody actually comes to me, I'm going to be helpless. 
So I think it's just like kind of like a learning experience for our generation. Like, do you think that they kind of combine the elements of the uh, 70s and the older days with modern times now to be able to like warn people or kids like us or teens or young women like us? Definitely. Um, When I was watching it, it was like, I kind of wanted to speak through to him through this screen. I was like, what are you doing? Why? Like, get away from the man. (laughs) But um, I think it's kind of just to teach us, like, don't trust. You can't trust everybody. Don't don't talk to strangers. Yeah, I completely agree with that. (laughs) So um, speaking because it seems like, okay, I I personally I watched the movie yesterday at night, which is probably not a good idea because like. (laughs) Is literally, I don't know, but um, what are you scared of? I know that you're scared of like dolls because Chucky traumatized you, but like, <laughs> um, I have a fear of insects, I don't like insects, like even ants. Really, ants scare me. Ants in bunches is like, <laughs> and I'm also scared of the ocean. But not like going to the beach and just like sitting at the shore. What's deep inside of the ocean? I don't know what's in there. Like <laughs> I'm scared of being like far, far in the ocean. That scares me. Imagine, like you're just floating around in the middle of the ocean. Like, mm-hmm. like what? <laughs> uh, that scares me so much. In the movie, like, why do you think they forgot? Like, forgot their names um, once they died and they're trying to help Finny out. I think it's just like neglect over time nobody nobody like talks to them nobody interacts with them all the interactions are like negative and they really have to just like focus on how to get out which most of them did not so I mean none of them did except for Finn but I think it's just neglect like over time none nobody talked to them that that was their age um every time the grabber came down it was something bad so I think the lack of like interacting with other people made them forget their names. I didn't even think about that. Like what? <laughs> um, so how do you feel about Gwen, which is Finny's um, sister? I love Gwen. I love Gwen. Well, first of all, I think she's a great actress, but I love their relationship. Like when he was getting beat up, she just like ran like without thinking twice. She just like ran and helped him. And I think that that's important. Back then and now, too. I think it's important to have somebody who will do that for you. I really like the relationship, how especially when she was when she was getting um, beat by her father, Finn was there for her. And then when he was getting beat up by the bullies, she was there for him. Yeah. So it was like kind of that connection of like being there for each other. um, It might be like a kind of a heavy topic to talk about this, but like as seen in the movie about child abuse, Do you think that the father would be forgiven even though he would, like, do things to them? Because at the end of the movie, we kind of see how he apologizes and, you know, things like that. He feels guilty and he, like, he doesn't, I feel like he doesn't know what to do with himself. So he kind of just apologizes. But um, do you think people like that should be forgiven? Um, I think that the actions can be forgiven but not forgotten. Because even after Gwen was beat by her father, she always like had this fear of him whenever he came around. Um, she would kind of like be on her best behavior. So I think that 
she forgives him, of course, because it's her father, but she can't forget what he did. Yeah, I feel like that's such a an intelligent and beautiful answer, because especially it's such a complex situation to be in, like somebody who's really your blood, your family, but they treat you like you're not Um, like, how do you cope with that? So I think that's like I don't because even if like I was thinking in that scene when he apologized, I was even thinking is he's just apologizing right now, but is he going to do it again tomorrow? I'm kind of like thinking back since um, we're talking about child abuse, but like back to when you said you were discussing the bullying that was going on. You said um, not a lot of like people kind of discuss that issue. Can you kind of unpack exactly like what you were thinking of? I think a lot of times in the movies, it's just like the bullies beat him up, like end of this end of discussion. Nothing else happened. Um, He never gets his revenge. But I feel like after he came back, after he came back, everybody kind of like feared him because he just Mm. killed a man. So he didn't really have to um, necessarily do anything to them to get his revenge. But it was kind of like, you can't mess with me now, honestly. (laughs) I done seen stuff. I did some things. Leave me alone. So I feel like it was the bullying. It was just very strong like when he went in the hallways when the class was over he like ran to the bathroom and they kind of chased him there and the only reason that he didn't get beat up was because robin came in but i feel like um with bullying it's just really it it hits home for a lot of people do you feel like the modern representation, I guess not counting this movie because it's unique, but like in general, in movies where they represent bullying, it's kind of like that image of somebody getting pushed against a locker. Is that like, is I'm wondering, is that still a thing in like modern? Mm-mm, that is not. I've never seen that happen before. Yeah, you're a middle schooler, right? Yeah. yeah. Eighth grade. I feel like now bullying is done a lot through through social media. Or or like in movies, a lot of times they they're like open about bullying them, like in front of the classroom, in front of the Mm. teacher. I don't think that happens as much today. I feel like um, a lot of the bullying today is behind closed doors. It's like a one on one thing. Um, So I I haven't seen anything like that. Anybody getting pushed against a locker or anything like that. I've never seen that. Now, when people get bullied, it's a one-on-one thing and it doesn't involve anybody else and it's like a problem between the two people like it's mm. nobody else's business but in these movies everybody knew those people were the bullies but mm. at my school I can't I can't tell you who's a bully because it's like it's not a big open thing with everybody nobody knows oh that's so sinister yeah <laughs> I kind of want to elaborate on what she's talking about with the bullying like like, you know, like the recent platforms, well, not so recent, but it's popular platforms like TikTok or like Instagram and Snapchat, things like that. You would say that it just happens behind closed doors where it would like be over the screen because they're kind of scared. I feel like the bully, the bullies, the people that are trying to bully the person kind of scared to like talk to them one on one in real life. So that's why they think like the Internet is such a safe place to just bully people. And like, especially I've seen so many, like as a high schooler, it's only been a few weeks of school. And like, 
they they would like my classmates would create like these little miss accounts or have you seen those before like yes. yeah so mm-hmm. yeah and then they would be like oh um little miss doesn't shower or something and they mm-hmm. would put a photo of like the person you know so it's, that's another kind of form of bullying and like it kind of causes and like stirs up things in, at school i completely agree with you and we don't really see that much of like those old type of not old you're not I'm not calling you old (laughs) (laughs) anymore like no one will just like go up to them and be like well I mean sometimes I guess but no one is just gonna like shove them into their locker or something yeah give them a wedgie you know Problem anymore. Everything that both of you are saying about like modern bullying and how it's not really represented properly in the media let's say like you, you know somebody who is being bullied in this very private like way where nobody else knows like what what do you think they should do definitely tell an adult there's so many ways because on social media they they can hide behind this account they can make it anonymous they can make it so that their name doesn't have to be put in it but there's so many ways to find out like what numbers use for the account what emails use for the account so there's always a way if you tell an adult bring it to um higher authorities it's that's happened so many times at my school you can just bring it to any teacher and they can figure it out they always do so i definitely say bring it to um your parent or an adult at your school or an adult that you trust because sometimes we think that we can handle problems but it's really bigger than us that's so important like i'm glad that you said that it's okay to ask for help or it's necessary because yeah, we always feel like, Oh, I can handle it myself until it's like too late and it gets worse. Mm -hmm. Um, So going back to the movie, I was just wondering about um, Gwen. So like, how do you think uh, she was able to see these kind of uh, dreams, even though like, I know um, the father told her that like, Oh, your mother had these type of emotions and like things like that. Like, do you think it's a disorder? Do you think it's like, mental illness or do you think it's just like in her blood and just like a fake type of situation just for a movie I have no idea but I've I've heard of this like before like it actually happens to people but I think it's it's really cool but I think that's also where the dad kind of came from like maybe something bad happened with the mom's dreams or something yeah I think that's what he was saying that that she saw a dream and it caused something bad I think that that's where his anger came from, that he didn't want his daughter to end up like that. But I have no idea. I really would want to know like where that came from, if that's like a genetic thing. I think it's it's really cool how she got her brother out of that and helped the police um, to get him out of that situation. That's what I really loved about the movie is like, the the agency that the children had in the film. Gwen like had this ability and she knew what was happening. And nobody listened to her. It just kind of like spoke to me as a metaphor to like how intelligent young people are. But adults are always like, you're a kid. You don't really know anything. And we're going to not listen to you. And uh, yeah, when, when the police found out about the dreams, they they were asking her like what she knew about it. And she was like, do you think I'm the grabber? Like they didn't <laughs> they didn't believe that she was actually dreaming about it, which I think is a problem these days adults they don't believe kids when they tell them something Gwen found out where her brother was and the police if if Gwen wasn't there the police would have never found out so Mm -hmm. I honestly think that adults need to listen to kids yeah amen (laughs) 
Come on. You're an adult too. He's like, amen. As the adult, you mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, so uh, do you think Gwen will follow? Because like the thing is in the movie, like you were told that her mom actually committed suicide because of these dreams. But I don't know if that's completely true because you don't know if the, the dad was lying or not. But mm-hmm. if that was true, do you think Gwen would follow the same steps as her mother because she's having the same experiences as she as her mother was? I don't think so because of what Gwen did with her dreams. She used them um, in a positive way to help. Um, so I think that she would want to continue to help people if she could. Like even in the film, we saw her um, praying for another dream. So I don't think it's a burden to her. I don't think she it's affecting her in a negative way. I think she wants to help other people and she likes her dreams. That makes sense. That's a really good point. Um, As we know that there are like kids, like the grabber of grabbing kids, like, do you think it's just random kids that he's grabbing that he didn't know of? Or is it because like he was setting them all up for Finney? Does that make sense? Yes, but I don't think that he, I think it was just whoever he can catch alone. Because he's an evil person. I honestly don't think he would do anything to help his his last victim. So I think it was just whoever he can get. Whoever he can get, he'll take. But he seemed very prepared for everybody. So I don't know. Maybe he was just watching them for a long time. I have no idea. But I think he was just getting whoever he can get. Because I really don't think that he would help Finn like that. I can agree with that too. But it's kind of interesting how like all the people that he grabbed would just like help well that's basically all we have for the black phone would you do would you like to share any of your like thoughts about the like the rest of your thoughts about the movie at all i really liked finn and robin's relationship that was mm-hmm. really powerful to me how he helped him at the end with um filling the phone with dirt and having because he I feel like all the kids they just they fixed their mistakes through Finn so everything that they attempted to do they thought about it they analyzed it and they they helped Finn in that way because they tried to do it and it didn't work so I think but I think the most powerful relationship is um Finn and Robin especially from beginning to end um how he helped them with the bullies and then how he helped them with the grabber I think that was like um a really nice connection because he he didn't know what to do obviously in the beginning he didn't know how to fight so I think it was really powerful how Robin helped him with that at the end and I also think that it was very powerful how he succeeded yeah absolutely it's such an empowering movie very dark but that's why like circling back maybe that's also a reason why it resonates with so many young people even if they're not technically allowed to see it <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> I don't think my parents knew I was watching it. They're going to hear it. <laughs> They're going to hear this episode. Yeah. I know. It's going to be so bad. Okay. Well, anyways. Um, so uh, what kid-friendly horror films like would you recommend to our audiences? Mm-hmm. I wonder even if like uh, for you, again, with your age, like what kind of horror do you like if we kind of broaden the scope a little i like the conjurings i really like i love the conjuring i'm scared to watch it That's they're so good one because your mom was like oh um the conjuring or the black one i was like i'm never gonna watch the conjuring. <laughs> 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 that. 
Yeah, I love I love them. I love how real it is. But the thing that got me about those was the based on a true story. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I just wanted to ask on the note of horror films and um, the type that you like are very rated R, which is exactly how I was when I was younger. I was like, I want to see Blade, you know, and I was nine years old. Whoa. And, <laughs> yeah, so I loved a lot of stuff that was not intended for me. How do you feel about the ratings of these movies? I think they're a little overreactive. <laughs> I I don't think the black phone was that bad. Honestly, like I have a 10-year-old cousin and I think that she could watch that. But it also just depends because a lot of um, movies are like rated R because of like maybe gore and then others are like maybe like sexual content. But I think I don't think that should have been rated R. I don't I don't know. Maybe like PG-13. But I think that the ratings are not accurate. Because I've been reading some books on children's media and adults' relationship with specifically horror. And it seems like adults tend to underestimate children and young adults recognize the difference between what's real and what's not. And they're thinking when they watch these things that it's going to traumatize them. But most of the time, a lot of these kids enjoy it and they because they know it's fake. And they're like, wow, that looks really cool. Or this is frightening and it's fun. But... It's a complex issue, of course, and every situation is different for different people, but it's just something that I'm seeing within your answer as well. Yeah, I think now that we're, we have social media, where we have access to so many things, where we're exposed to so many things at such a young age. So I think that movies like that are actually um, a learning experience for us. I think that we should be exposed to those things that can help us in the future. I don't think that that was a negative movie at all. I don't think that it should have been rated R. Um, I think that kids should watch it. I think that uh, people should watch it. Parents too. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I was just wondering, like, what advice would you, like, give kids um, that maybe want to get into, like, acting or modeling? Go for it. If, if If you think you can do it, start auditioning. Because and I also think it's don't try to like come up with milestones. Don't try to go straight for your goal um, because it's going to frustrate you. Not everybody um, gets this big role from the beginning. And if you do, you're really lucky. But um, a lot of times you start off with things small and then gradually get bigger. So I think a lot of the problem is that people start acting and they immediately want their their big movie, they want to be in the movie theaters, but definitely take it, take it one step at a time because I started off with commercials and now I'm doing short films and I eventually want to be on the movie theater, but I'm not upset or frustrated that I'm not there yet. I'm just waiting for it to come. So I think it's just be patient. And if you really want to go for it. It's really good. Thank you for that. Um, and I just didn't know, uh, no, it's my <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> I want to know how you balance like your acting, modeling life with school, especially because you're the president of your middle school. So I just want to know how you balance that out. You definitely have to sacrifice a lot of things going anywhere after school. 
do your audition first, submit your audition first, do your homework, then you can go have fun. You definitely have to sacrifice a lot of things, especially as student body president, you have a lot of responsibilities. Um, having to do a lot for the school, it that's a whole bunch of sacrifices um, itself. So with acting, I sometimes I have to miss a few days of school. Um, so it's just holding myself accountable to also do my work. I miss a few days of school and I always have to catch myself up. Mm-hmm. So that's the only challenge is um, picking back off where you left off in school. But that's like the only thing is just making sacrifices at school. Yeah, I feel that in like a whole different level because like I play volleyball. So like I have to start classes and then uh-huh. I have to catch up like whatever I missed. So that's basically like two hours of school that I missed and I have to like do all the like stuff. I was like, oh, but I, com- I completely like agree with you. And you have to like sacrifice your time with your friends when if they want to hang out like what if like you're shooting a show or something or like a movie or a short film but you can't like hang out with your friends you know mm-hmm. i completely understand you now you may speak <laughs> your wow thank you for the opportunity <laughs> <laughs> but um actually it was a good spot because i wanted to ask you because you are student body president if someone wants to do that, like how do they even begin to prepare? I was also student body president of my elementary school. So I've had some experience, but to prepare myself for that, it's always the sacrifices. It's sacrificing time to make posters or to make your campaign. It's making sure that you're ready emotionally, mentally to um, face some things because When I was running for president, there was a lot of um, it was like a rivalry, like between two people that wanted to run. Mm -hmm. Um, So it definitely made me like more anxious to go to school. Uh, There was like a point where I did not want to go to school because I was like scared to go to school. So it's definitely preparing myself to maybe because not everybody's going to like you. So just preparing yourself to face some people who are going to be negative towards you and just being able to not really pay attention to that and not let it affect you. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I had never, when I was in school, I had never been part of the student council or anything like that. I'm surprised to hear how intense it was for you. Like it almost, it sounds like it matches the real like outside world in a way where people are being so cruel to each other almost. I mean, I don't know the situation, but like as, as much as you're comfortable with sharing, like what do you feel like people should know about that kind of resistance when you're they're trying to be in a leadership role that's for the good of the community? I say have somebody like, like Gwen who's going to always be there for you um, because that's what I needed during that time. I needed somebody who I could talk to, somebody who's going to stand up for me with people. Um, that's what I really needed is somebody to support me. So I definitely say have have a support system because it's it's really important. Some things are um, harder to go through by yourself. Just always have somebody to talk to, somebody that will be there for you no matter what. I think that's really important if you're going to take on something big, for example, being student body president. Thank you. Um, and lastly, like, where can people find you on social media? Uh, my Instagram is Nyla So Dope. 
N-Y-L-A-H-S-O-D-O-P-E. And my my TikTok is my first name and last name. Cool. Nyla Mondesir. Oh, you're kind of lagging. I know. My brother is playing video games. Well, um, thank you so much for uh, being our guest on the podcast. Thank you so much, Nyla. You're so nice and like so very well spoken. Like, I know we're just like a year like apart, but like I've never met someone who was like the most well spoken. Like you'd even stutter once, I don't think. (laughs) Knew what to say. And I was like, oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. And you're like very um you you analyze things really great. Like I can tell. So thank you. Um, make sure to subscribe and add us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. All you have to do is switch up Kindergarten's podcast. And remember, you are loved, you're a baddie, and remember to always live on the bright side. Bye. <laughs>